Okay. Cool. I've never had this many people in one go. This is really cool. Okay. So, welcome to the third episode of Go Back to Your Country. This country, in 15 or 20 years' time, the black man will Going have to on the march. Um, I'm Maria, I'm here in Nigeria doing my internship and I'm here in Nigeria for the first time in my 24 years. Um, today I'm joined by my friends, um, Fred. Fred Patrick. Hi Fred. Uyime. <laughs> Uyime, hi. And Rebecca. Hi everyone. <laughs> I'm sure you remember Rebecca from the first episode anyway. Uh, so uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, today we're going to be talking about quite an interesting topic. I don't really know how to wrap it all up in a, in a neat bow, but basically we're going to be touching on issues of fatherhood, masculinity, um, parenting, and parenting in Nigeria. Yeah. Cool. So uh, let's get into it. I think I have um, the the first time I kind of thought about this conversation is when me and Uyima were having a discussion. Actually, um, we were talking about how Nigerian dads. Um, tend to take more of a hands-off role in parenting and um yeah we were kind of both like nah. it's like you have to they have to wait until you're an adult until they you fully learn who they are and like no i'm just gonna let Uyuma talk talk for yourself Uyuma. <laughs> okay so um no i remember having a series of conversations with maria earlier and um talking about parenting and uh, particularly we talk about uh um, our fathers and the role we actually play. Mm. So I think I'll have to play some, uh, you know, something very important. Go on. You know, I mean, my dad, you know, did well for me, but yeah, I was. <laughs> no one is. No, he did. He did well for me. You understand? But um, I, I was just the conversation was tilting towards the the fact that um, major responsibilities, you know, mm. um, like that's what daddies are always concerned about. They will mm. pay your school fees mm. and. Uh, mm with every other little thing, you know, that's actually instrumental to the growth of, uh, I don't know, you know as a child, um, just overlooks that. Then I, you know, when I got into school, undergrad, I, I had a couple of friends, you know, Southwest Nigeria here, and uh, each time they actually have a series of conversations with their dad over phone, and I'm like, wow, a very, ah, all that, um, you know, they're just having conversations, and Oh, dad, you're not funny, you know, very like informal. Jokes. Yeah, very, very informal. Like, how does that actually happen? <laughs> and uh, I've, I've never had such, you know, relationship. I've never been on that level with my dad. You know, I could remember, I could remember vividly all through undergrad. I, I could literally like uh, get how many minutes mm. I'll spend on the phone with my dad. Mm. Oh, how are you doing? Um, yeah, school. Right, you know. money. <laughs> And then, and then, if we actually extends, you know, more than a minute, they're like, "Wow, what's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> Is everything okay? Is everything actually okay? And uh, but, but recently, um, we've been having, you know, much more conversations again, a connection. Mm. I guess uh, talking more about the nice. adulthood, nice. you know, as a man, yeah. responsibilities. Mm. But, so but, I just but, like, but let me yes, ask you, yeah. is it the same? Like, your a father that you have as a child and a father that you have as an adult, is it the same? Well, he's, he's the same, yeah. How yeah. is the like from somebody who didn't have that closeness from childhood to now trying to form I, that? I, I, I really want to clarify the closeness, you understand? Maybe, 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 maybe he was. You know, that is wonderful, amazing, but what I was just trying to reiterate is um, the fact that, you know, just like I saw other, you know, growing up, yeah, 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 mom, you know, having like, very formal, you know, daddy comes yeah, back, yeah, and yeah, pom, yeah. pom, 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 and you are, everybody See, runs back. I was going to ask you, this is what, so I think, okay, so in Nigerian society, do you think that the responsibilities that are put on men 
make it difficult for them to think about the little things like having that emotional kind of connection so like when you fall over you know yeah. and it's your mom that like says sorry to you and like you know puts a, um, a plaster on your knee or whatever and, and your dad's like thinking more about I need to pay these bills you know I need to like where's the you know school fees where's that coming from lights what are we gonna when the um, Nepa takes it we need to put fuel in the gen those type of things no, I get you. is that like more the issue there yeah, I, would, so, I, would, I would actually okay yeah yeah and so I feel like we were also having a conversation that I was like if marriage was thought more of as a partnership then it would ease the burden on both sides do you know what I mean yeah. and I think that that has yet to happen in the Nigerian psyche, I you know think, what I mean. I think it's more, still more of a Western concept. I have that a, a man different and woman view. Can also, can do, can share the burden together. I have a different is, view. It's burdensome. I have okay. a different view. My view is that um, it's not just to do with marriage or the partnership. It's an underlining issue that has a long history of men not seeing. Because I feel like as a father, you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. So I think. You know, I, I wasn't raised by a father per se. I was raised by my grandparents and to me my grandfather was my father. But I don't think that even thinking about it now that he was that father to even his own children. I think he was a different kind of father to me because I was by the time I was born he was already an old man, so he had the chance to use me to give to me what he couldn't give his children soften. as a father. Why do you have Jonathan? to soften with age? I've never seen that. I think they think calm down after a while. No, so, so, that, so that's the thing. I, I, I feel like, sorry to cut you off, I feel like partner is, is not so much the partnership in marriage as it is that we haven't accepted as a society that the way we bring up male children who become fathers is a problem. Okay. We don't bring them up no, to be responsible parents we bring them up to do whatever they want as long as they throw money at women and children everything is fine i don't think we've raised men to be emotionally available to either their children or their wives okay go on first sorry, sorry. Uh, yes i wanted to say that you know when Uyime was talking he, he said that during his childhood he was not that close to his dad it was a mom but when he was in the university gradually yeah, your business was growing strong. More, much more better. Much more mm -hmm. better. Uh, so I wanted to say that I think it's because men generally, the way I see it, is at that early stage of that adulthood, I would say they they are they are not emotionally they are not that emotion the emotion is not that strong. But it comes with age. I see a, yeah. uh, a man becomes closer to his kids or children as he's growing old. But at that, when they were young, he is like a, too emotionally far from them. But, but, but as a man, is that intentional? Is this, is this something you can do? Because I feel like. If you see the way you, you are soon to be father, yeah, and from your experience, <laughs> that it's true. From your experience Shout that you shared friends, with Maria, which made Maria even drag you, see, you on my, this table. Mine is different, in the sense that I, I was raised by my mom, yes. because I, I lost my dad when two months before I was born, like I told Maria, and that left me with my mom. I really, there was nobody for me to like see as father. There was no fatherly love, you know. So, and that has really helped me. It's different, you know. We some people can actually grow not to be emotional in terms of being close to their kids, but because I lack that fatherly love, so I actually built myself to the point that hey, if I have child now I'm going to be so close to my child what I didn't have I'm going to give that to my child so I so I, I don't think I, I, I was yeah. even going to ask you is that because yeah. you didn't have it or is it because, because you think I, it's the right thing to I do? think it's the right thing because when I was growing up as a child if I see other like my friends 
discussing about their dad. I yeah. get jealous. Sometimes I cry. Like I'll just go leave me somewhere and I'll cry. Like I feel, hey, what does it look like? What does it feel like to have a father? You know. But so in my quiet time, I cry and while crying, I started thinking how. I need to be a better person. I need to. So I started at that point. I started preparing myself to so I can be a better dad, like a good dad to my kids. So mm-hmm. I think I, I really want to go back actually to what Maria actually said earlier on. And what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we we're talking about um, overwhelming responsibilities, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I feel, you know, I I, I partly actually agree. You know, I was actually saying about the. Uh, the protagonist character of a kung fu in things full of earth i don't want to bring that up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, no i know i know okay so guys and, sorry, and and <laughs> um yeah i don't know if you've read it if you haven't oh, read it a brilliant piece of african literature but um uyuma me and uyuma have completely different ideas about kung fu the protagonist um i think he's trash mm. and uh, <laughs> and uyuma thinks he's a hero where i can see the heroic bits of his behavior in the book you know standing against um um what basically was missionaries and and colonialism and wanting to stand firm in his culture and his way of life very heroic yes like in the fact actually his even last act of heroism in my opinion was committing suicide (laughs) so that he could like rather than be conquered you'd rather be dead like that's some um what's that guy the character in black panther that's some um, uh, bloody hell. Why am I remembering his name? But you know who I'm talking about. That's him. <laughs> like, like, you know, bury me in the sea with my ancestors because I'd rather die than live in bondage. That's that. Okay, so I was actually but talking about. He, was trash. he beat his women for fun. Like it was just like he made me want to go. Well, it, 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 it didn't actually stop the fact that Okonkwo actually loved his family. And no, back to did actually he what, what he did, he did, he did, he did. Because he remember when he said, <laughs> maybe he didn't actually know how to express it well. You understand? But how okay. do you love if you can't express it? <laughs> and in the book, how can he? So sometimes he said he was feeling tender feelings towards his his children. So instead, he would translate it to anger. What kind of psychotic? <laughs> I, I, I think it still tilts towards what you actually raised earlier on the overwhelming responsibilities that sometimes I think um, brings some form of distraction during the early stages of parenting. I, I disagree with you. In, in, in Africa, women carry much more responsibilities. Do you know that? Women are burdened. They're, they're single women that have children that don't stop loving their children or being available to their children because That's of what they are doing. I think it's the... Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, think, I, I, I think I also raised um, another point with Maria earlier, talking about um, uh, the gender roles, you know, culturally deep-rooted oh, in africa exactly. no no hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah so that's more okay, let's <laughs> no yeah you understand i actually talked about that you understand right. because I, I think society actually you know the african indigenous you know society actually creates some form of a gender role so we actually feel that uh, there are certain things the mother is actually supposed to do yep. you know the father is actually supposed to go which is everything to be yes. like there's everything but Every at the same time not thing. take credit for it and also, like, you know, like, okay, so there's this big conversation that always comes up on Twitter, Nigerian Twitter. I, I really don't like that side of Twitter, guys. You guys suck. But Nigerian <laughs> Twitter, mean? yeah, you heard me. You can actually say <laughs> that. I said it. Yeah. Where, they, <laughs> cool. where they always bring up this um, topic of, oh, if your wife earns more than you, then blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so it's like, they want, they, they want you to do everything, which is, and be everything. Be, still be even a the Maggie star. And still be a slave. Exactly. Right. And still not put your, like, still not say, yes, you know, I have a brain. Yes, I have money. Yes, I, you have to downplay all of that to stroke <laughs> their egos or always. So it's just like, <laughs> it's just a very weird, um, yeah with space we find ourselves but I, I still feel like it's an excuse because i mean the typical nigerian couple they have a baby the baby pulls the father was holding the baby the father hands the baby over to the mother so I, I think it's subconscious things like that i mean the woman already carried baby in her womb for nine months what's wrong with your hands <laughs> if you have paralysis let's pray for you or something you know i want to also like touch on the fact that this isn't just a nigerian man problem i think it's a man 
problem in general, but I've seen kind of like the extreme of gender roles since I got to Nigeria. Like, so there's gender roles everywhere, but it's like gender roles on like, yeah, on crack. Like, <laughs> like in Nigeria, it's like, yes, women are expected to be soft and nice and submissive everywhere, but in, in Nigeria, it's to the point, don't take that promotion, like to make that, like, you know, to not to make your husband angry. And I haven't heard of that anywhere else, you know, so... No, so I think it's, it's actually simple. Like, I actually said earlier on, so if there is any need for um, uh, an, a reorientation on the subject matter, you know, it would be a little bit difficult because it's actually rooted in tradition. I mean, that roles are actually distributed and this is what the mom is actually supposed to do. Okay, or the dad is supposed to go with the major responsibilities. No, but, but I'm, actually, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually telling you it's not going to be easy like that. I'm you know, getting rid you, of you, them. You know, you know what Fred yeah. said? You, you know when I asked him, do you, are you deciding to be a good and available and emotionally loving father because you feel like it's the right thing to do or because you didn't get it? I think Fred's perspective is where every man who wants to be needs to come to. He didn't. It's not just because something he wants. It's because he knows that it was wrong for him not to have that. Mm. Unless Nigerian men. I'm not talking about any other man because I'm in Nigeria. I'm Nigerian. It's Nigerian men. I know. Yeah, no, it's just because I don't yeah. want them to drag us like. Let us not just Nigerian. Let them drag me. In Nigeria, a man doesn't think that there's something wrong with that behavior. And then mm. you're a child, you grow up, and they automatically want this bond. They want to start, you know, depending on you for something, like I owe you something, I don't know you. You know, so I feel like until those men, if you're a man and your father was a different kind of father to you, and now you know better, you mm. should do better. You should go out of your way to know your children, to do things that, I mean, it's not your wife's job to feed a baby. If you are awake, do it. It's not your wife's job because that's how you bond with children. Mm. That's how it, your child will be able to tell you. See, uh, I, I also think that, just like Unima said, that it is rooted in culture. You know, uh, it is the it is generally believed that women are more homely and careful, like in terms of handling uh, affairs in the home. Mm. Like you <laughs> made mention of feeding the baby men 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 as a, if, <laughs> you know it's it's somehow for a man who was not actually brought up in such a way yeah. to know how to feed the baby mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you understand uh, except for some homes like i i i i told maria i'm the only son I was like I was trained like a like female. a female child, so I I know basically know how to do some of these things. If, I mean around the home, <laughs> so like my younger ones, I was always the one carrying them, packing them, you know, feeding them. My mom would go to the market because my stepdad was not always available. Is this is a travel a traveler? So I will always be the one taking care of the, my younger ones while my mom go to the market and do all that thing. So it would be difficult for a man who was not brought up in such a way to actually know how to do some of these things. Yeah. I, I think it's actually the difficulty that we actually face, you understand? And so we can actually neglect the cycle, you understand, where men actually come and, you know, there's a next generation and they can actually reproduce and do the same thing. So even if for people that actually, I don't know, people that actually dare to be different, I feel uh, there's so much challenges for people who weren't actually brought up in such, you know, background and you know, have such experience, not shaped or something. Yeah. You know, there's something else that came to my mind while we we're talking about fathering mm -hmm. in Nigeria. There's fathering your biological child wrongly. There's fathering your stepchild like they're an animal. <laughs> and. It's experience I have seen, okay. experience, really had much and then I started thinking, is it that, as a, and to, when I was younger, I wanted to have a child before I'm married, so that I have a child for somebody else, marry someone else, and make that man love my child. Are you serious? Like, <laughs> his own child, because I really thought it was, it. I was like, but I'm a child, like, uh -huh. what is wrong, how can, why can't you see me the way you see your own child, do you mm -hmm. understand? Mm -hmm. So I think... 
I think there's something seriously wrong with fathering, mothering, but yeah. also Mother. fathering and stepfathering. Let me just get on. To, I'm just gonna jump on that mothering point before I I forget what I was thinking. So, like Fred was talking about, like if you are not um, trained to know these basically basic survival skills is what I would call them, then. Um, you know, then you may find it difficult to do so when your own children come around. And I was going to say that in Nigeria, maybe in Africa, like continent-wise, this is actually an issue with African mothers, is that they coddle their sons. <laughs> they coddle, the, like, uh, you know, um, Fred is the exception. I think he's kind of, like, removed from that. But many Nigerian mothers, they coddle their sons in the fact, in the way that they won't expect them to do any kind of domestic work. And that responsibility will usually fall to the sisters. So that the ma so that as a boy, you're already getting it into your head that this is not my job. This is not my role. You know, my mother has taught me that it's only the women that have to pack the plates and go and wash them or whatever. So, you know, so they take that same ideology into manhood. And then like yeah how are we expecting them when the baby comes along for them to be changing the nappy when they've never even washed a plate before in their entire life you know so yeah i think there is a burden of responsibility that has to be put on on nigerian mothers as well when it comes to the way they over pamper their sons but like little girls are cooking from the age of my mom told me she started making rice for her siblings at the age of six what kind of nonsense is that like you should have a childhood as well you're a kid why is the, a boy allowed to be a child for longer but girls are constantly forced to grow up faster because than they're supposed in, to in africa not just in nigeria that's why i said africa -wide. class citizens but women are maybe on the same wavelength and oh adults. they've started to I'm smile serious. they're showing teeth because I'm they're serious. thinking oh here we go here the feminists come all right i'm cool. serious <laughs> women are just sometimes seen less than an animal i agree and they feel like oh it's just a woman i mean <laughs> Fred, no what, no what, what are you why are you throwing your face away? You want to say something. yeah explain yourself to well, our let, listeners let me let me <laughs> give you an example okay. of something that happened to me in sabo bus stop yeah i was coming to work i opened the door of the car and the um the guy pushed me like he almost used the door to hit me I pulled him back. I did not know he was a policeman. I pulled him back. I was like, oh, guy, you hit me. Say sorry. He looked at me. And then the guy walking with him now said, oh, guy, what's happening? He said, is this woman that is holding me? Is even a woman that is telling me to tell her sorry? And then I thought to myself, if I was a man, can he do that to me? Never. But somebody hits me and i pull him because i was like why would this he was early in the morning mm -hmm. why will he hit me and then he says oh no i'm a woman like i'm even a woman Isn't that and i'm asking said, him to tell me sorry you i remember another story you told me when you were at the atm and um it, it was a line full of women yes. and then a man the went to the, front. to the front and then i think someone asked no, him I came it was out, you i came you out. asked and you asked him what are you doing you don't see us all standing here and no, he said, I, I do you know like, I'm a man? No, I said, I said to him, <laughs> okay, are we invisible to you? I, I was like, okay, are we invisible to you? He said, I'm a man, you're all women. And then he walks to the front and then I blocked the ATM and the other lady blocked it. Well, like, you stand here and you wait for us to use the ATM. But the truth is, I was only able to do that because I was in a coin. I can't do that here, they will beat me up. <laughs> They will, they will beat me at the other Okay, so then that's another thing where it's like oh, <clears throat> mainland is clearly different to Ireland <laughs> in terms of lifestyle, <laughs> like worlds apart. But yeah, uh, so I actually wanted to ask you something, Fred. Just like you were talking about how, you know, you didn't have a male figure around when you were growing up and stuff, and your mother raised you as a female in your words. <laughs> how are you able to like inform your own manhood you know how were you able to decide what being a man is and then what you want to became that you know like you aspired for something and then you followed through well you like i said it's during the process like of i would call it grooming my boss my mom was actually grooming me that <laughs> she was grooming me i wasn't finding it funny anyway because yeah because I do see other young 
Boys, boys of my mates, you know, doing nothing, <laughs> playing around. Uh, and I, my mom would just, hey, give me my younger one. Hey, take care of this baby. <laughs> this is the baby food. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. You know, so. That's so cute, though. <laughs> <laughs> it got to a point that I got used to those things. Mm that i don't even need instructions from my mom to do mm. some things so so those things shaped your experience yes exactly and that has actually transformed me into who i am now and it has changed my the way i see things yeah. generally i actually was so. saying to you in the office before i think i was saying to you remember when that um yeah it was like um someone came in and they said um uh, that women are wicked or something like that, and that's it. <laughs> it sparked off a whole, <laughs> a whole discussion where we were. And so then you you said then I asked you the question. You asked me everybody. So do you think men or women are more wicked? And then I said, Fred, you answer your own question. <laughs> Who do you think is more wicked? And you told me that you think um, men are more wicked from all your experience in life that you've seen and all of these different types of things. And then I later I found out about kind of like the way you were raised. You were raised by your mom. You only have sisters. Those type of things. And I said to you, maybe that's the way. That's why you are the way you are. <laughs> I said that like I think maybe men who are around a lot of um, strong women in their formative years, they actually kind of develop more of an understanding and more empathy towards women because I think that's what's lacking in the African man is that they don't see the woman as something that has valid feelings and valid you know thoughts and emotions and dreams and aspirations and that's the reason why stamping it down is so easy and, and effortless and apart you know from I mean? that i think it's also because women have more women role model men don't in, in nigeria i think the, the, the role i mean the issue of absent fathers mm. Ghost fathers who Is are that there. even a big thing in Nigeria? Are you serious? Because I feel as though even if the man doesn't like the woman, he'll still marry her because they are no, having children no, together. Not that. I think let, in let the diaspora, you... it's more of an issue with dads like whoop, just jetting away. Let, let, but let, in Nigeria, let me even you know, give do you know what I mean? I think very, they'll stay. <laughs> let me give you a very even if they hate surreal them. experience. This <laughs> kid. He's rich. Oh yeah. He doesn't need <laughs> anything true. to be there for his children. He has a different so women. How many does the he very, have? Like three. I, I <laughs> three different women. I think it's four. Like oh, four. But 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 then the thing yeah. is, if you look yeah. at yeah. this kid, there was a time he was dragged on Twitter because he didn't have. He, he doesn't. I think his issue is not that he doesn't have money. So if a man like that cannot be there for his kids, call his kids for birth. I mean, the baby mama was saying. Mm. Even the two hundred thousand, I don't know how much it is in pounds that mm. he promised to give it for his child's not upkeep every much, month. He doesn't give. So what what I saw with that was this is a man that money is not his problem. This is also probably a man that didn't have a father figure. Even if he had a father at home, his father wasn't like he didn't feel Active. the need to mm. be there for him. Mm. So he doesn't understand even that all his child child's mother needs from him is money because in her own way that's the only way he and can be there no apart from that that's sometimes. even going too far he <laughs> promised <laughs> to give wow. this money for the child's school fees so the girl had no choice but take it to twitter but the thing is men like risking let me call him a boy give you the idea he's a man actually well, is he a boy ma is a boy to me <laughs> gives you the idea that the issue is not just that the father is not in the house mm. the issue is that the father doesn't want you so in Nigeria, if a man gets pregnant for a, if a woman gets, I said a man get, I wish men could get pregnant for women. <laughs> I'll be pregnant like seven men next. People say that all the time. Like, oh, I'm gonna get him pregnant. <laughs> if men, if women get pregnant for men, that they either want to be pregnant so the men can like to use it as manipulation, or if the man doesn't want the child, he will get up, walk away, continue with his own life, and leave you with the child. Mm. I and most times. If you do that and your issue is not money, because after a while the woman stops fighting to want you back in her life, then she wants you to take care of your child. Mm. And then she wants you in the child's life, but you, you, you don't care. And then the child grows up and then you show up one day on Facebook. Yeah, I'm your father, I know you. I don't know you. This is okay, so. So that, I, I think I think, okay, I, think I would really, now. you know, just come a little bit, uh, you know, in defense of the men. You know, I just really want to be that most uh, most men, you know, you know, came out from. Uh, 
there's functional homes, you know, and it's really, really important. I mean, look at it in the world today. There's so much attention. If you look at it, actually, it's really, really happening. I mean, uh, girl-child education, you know, we're, we're talking about girl, everything. we're not even talking about the male child, actually. And uh, these are the people that actually grew up. I mean, I'm talking about the boys who actually grew up into men. And uh, they have no... Yeah. <laughs> and because there's no, a because, reason because, why there's an emphasis on girl-child education. It's because they're stopped from going to school <laughs> to do even, all these roles. No, you know, it's actually, it's, it's actually, it's actually beyond, um, you know, just... Funding of formal education. No, you know, no, no, no. no, no I you are looking at exactly. it wrong. Do you know why? There's there's a difference between access to education and marginalized access. Women, girl childs have marginalized access. If you go to the north, in fact, there was there was a study that we did, and at a point I felt like maybe the data that they were collecting was wrong. Mm -hmm. It was in River State, in, in Biosa State. We went and I had discussions after like five household discussions. I was just frustrated that day because every house I went to, the guy, the male, there was a guy that had seven girls, seven, <laughs> seven children, seven girls, children. yes, and yes. one boy that was a year wasn't even old enough to go to school. And we went tried, to meet him while times. none of them were in school. You know what he said to us? They are all girls. Somebody will come and marry them, and then they will go. Is this one? Someone that is one. So he's been having all these children just to have a boy. So it's not even it's not access to education for both male and female children in Africa. It is the girl child is marginal. They remove her. She doesn't even have the right to go to school. But can I also just okay? So I feel like Uyima was trying to do that thing that guys do sometimes that they're like, you know, we don't even think about boys. We don't care about boys. But okay, so under this kind of. Um, I'm gonna call it uh, hyper-visible patriarchy that we see in, in Nigeria. Men are also affected. Men are also disadvantaged yes. under it. This is what I'm always trying to say to men all the time. I'm just like, the systems that you're fighting for, they also harm you as well as me. But the thing is, the only difference is that you get some some slight advantage from it which is why a lot of men will not disregard the system no matter what because even with their dying breath they'll still uphold the status quo because it benefits them in that little way whereas there are not really no no benefits to to the woman under this system so yeah the kind of issues that you're talking about that these men grow up they grow up damaged and because no, they're raised we can, we can by damaged men actually, yeah, and all can, of that yeah. stuff but it's because of the same vicious cycle do you understand what i mean and i don't think so the, yeah like men are they also you know your pain is also valid and stuff but you need to look at the source of the pain and i'm not seeing it as women <laughs> that's all i'm saying you know well, so just basically, I was still reiterating how you know that they still grew up in such a hostile environment, mm. and they are actually shaped. I mean, men are actually shaped with these experiences, and that's why it's actually different for them to actually give. You can't give what you don't have. I mean, mm. you can't actually give this back <clears throat> to. And like my dad, <clears throat> for instance, why? Because I can't actually, you know, probably blame him for not being much more closer. Mm. I mean, my dad was actually. And the polygam was set up, you know, many. When he grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he was, I, I don't know, I think he, from, yeah, the first wife, but I, I can't even, you know, count how many children there were, but less attention was actually paid to him. Yeah. So he had to struggle by himself, you know, go to school, mm. you know, um, every, like, um, I, my dad told me, you know, at some point he had to go to Kanu, you know, going up to go and do business. And I remember, what did you go to do in Kanu? No, but just on himself personally without the help of his as in his dad didn't pay for no 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 didn't come because because there were because there were actually a lot of no i think that's actually a story for another day but because there were actually a lot of you know children and you know you have this different perspective the mom you know different mothers will actually talk about oh you need to do this and that and that and then that you know what i'm thinking sorry sorry finish finish i thought you were done so so he you know so you could imagine these experiences and mm. maybe that's the same thing he's trying to mm. pass you know because lately been talking more about their independence mm. you know man the responsibility <laughs> he's basically you know, been like, saying i shouldn't be sending you money yeah, again stop you know, using my like money that. stop chopping my money <laughs> no, at your age yes at, at, at your big at, age yes yeah, <laughs> something like that yeah no that did because he keeps rubbing that on me you know yeah you no know, so i no, mean that's because no, he didn't I, I have it when he was your age yes you know? yes so, so I'm, no. I'm just telling you how these things no, actually I, play I out i completely yeah. understand and just in that same vein because we have just touched on polygamy 
do you think that okay so how polygamous relationships are seen as part of the culture or whatever kind of thing as well it's very um, important it's actually this africa right so you you know, yeah that's what i'm saying it's yeah. part of the culture yeah. i'm gonna put it off because that's never gonna be my life but yeah so <laughs> <laughs> it just cannot be me so um yeah polygamous relationships all of that stuff do you not think like or how far do you think that children are the largest casualties in those kind of setups like you said your dad had basically didn't have much attention from his father i don't know what his relationship was like with his mother but i'm sure if there's like loads of other partners in in the household and loads of other children to think about like it must be hard to divide up that attention mm. so i don't know what do you no, think? I, I think you like think you said i think the, the casual it would have been maybe more you beneficial for him. and the funny thing about this when they actually get into I'm the whole saying, of the polygamy guys. and everything <laughs> <laughs> you know they don't actually take into consideration <clears throat> or oh, how many what? kids are we actually yeah, having it's more just, like just Ego, you know, the man's <laughs> ego. Oh, we're having oh, a second wife, and oh, there's a new baby, you know, this and that. And that, and that, and that. I, I, I remember, I, 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 should, I should be saying this. I mean, my, my, <laughs> my father's elder brother, you know, he's um, older than my father mm. and uh, retired from the printing press back south, south Nigeria. Mm. And uh, you know, children somewhere else got one from a woman, settled with the second wife, about four kids. And uh, lately, I think not quite long, like at least someone is actually older than my dad. And there was another baby, baby boy added to the family. <clears throat> and I remember when my dad How actually called me, yeah. Now, this is both 50, you know. Mm, so my dad is actually. Just yeah, you understand. And, and then actually, and I, I remember my dad calling, oh, um, uncle, blah, 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 blah. Just, just had another like, baby. Uh-uh. <laughs> 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 What's happening? Uh-uh. <laughs> and you know the funny thing is that and so i'm just trying to i really want to emphasize on um the aspect of irresponsibility and mm. they actually talk about the new baby being brought to the family mm. and what they're saying is oh a new person someone is actually we have a new baby on board mm. so you guys have to you know see how you can actually support you understand and As yeah in no, sometimes, the no, indirectly do you understand excuse you know, you, me I, i'm coming i'm coming i'll just in the bedroom <laughs> <laughs> did i no, ask for this <laughs> I, I, I mean in africa you know like that they actually take um uh, it takes a village to raise a child no, so everyone is I actually concerned you know but so there's a new the baby of child i think i'm I will decide no. I'm not going to be part of that village, you know. No, so, so you come up. Oh, like you know very well that oh, you know, in Africa we take you know things like uh, the child naming ceremony very seriously, seriously the child dedication, very. and the man isn't going to do it by himself. You understand? Yeah. So, um, uh, people are just going to extend help. You know, yeah. the family members, and basically that's what we got. And, and so, uh, Uncle blah 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 was like, oh, there's a new baby. Yeah, I wouldn't actually reveal the name. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, oh blah, yeah, blah. yeah, yeah. So, I, I feel, I feel, these are still. I would still reiterate on the fact that some of these things are deep rooted in a cultural Culture. beliefs. Do you know and, I'm getting I, so I, 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 tired yeah, of that word? No, I know, I but know, we can, you like can actually message. You understand? No, no, because and you know we, 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 if it is not culture, I think it's just the fact that we have refused to see that there's something wrong. And until we, we're hiding behind our culture and our religion. Our culture and our religion is not stupid. It doesn't enable bad things. It doesn't say that men should go around having children all over the but, place but you and would denying agree. them. You agree with it. Actually puts us in a disadvantaged position, actually. How? That's what I feel. Well, no, because you're not able to do the right things. I mean, I would actually say because of well, uh, partly because yeah, yeah, pa- no, partly so, because so of gonna... how enlightened we are. Like the same things that happened in my dad's time, you know, mm. telling, whatever happened with his granddad, you know, wouldn't be the same thing. Mm. I, I told you, Maria, how I'm, I, I'm really, really, you know, would be conscious about parenting. Yeah, you know, yeah, about you did. It's going to be a, a partnership, you know. Right. So we're not going to give our most of the details you know like oh the woman is supposed to do this mm. and then i should be involved in the process because it's actually even important you know mm. psychologically because we're much more enlightened you know, mm. this generation and um, we would have to do much more better but because um i like I, I told you earlier on how you know doing undergrad i had uh, some of my colleagues and you know very wonderful conversations with your parents and like was it your dad you were talking to like that you understand like oh dad and you know just all right and and I feel, you know, you shouldn't be the same way you grew up with you know, the keys and everything. So I just wanted to like, um, I'm actually going to disagree with uh, Rebecca 
because um, she said that, like, you know, that culture isn't the reason for uh, some of these things kind of thing. Whereas I think that I, for me myself, with my culture, the way I engage with my culture, I pick and choose. <laughs> I will adhere to the parts that are not harmful to me and other people around me mm. and the parts that are I'm not getting involved with because they're like it cannot be refuted there are parts that are very harmful within our culture and that's why I hate hearing the word like oh but it's just our culture what, so what, what? it's what, shit what is, <laughs> if that thing is shit then fuck that bit of culture so, so, Maria, <laughs> in my own culture I don't know where, where Nigeria you're from <laughs> there is no culture that permits a man no I'm not talking about s- that thing specifically I'm just talking about across you know the whole culture there like are bits that are I, but I feel like not good there are things that we pin on culture that is not necessarily yes culture. okay that's true there's, not, there's nothing true. there's nothing that says uncle so and so should go and have a child no. at his age when he can't even take care of himself right okay it's not in our no culture. it doesn't say that but then but it would, still does say go and have you know you can have as many wives and as then you, you can, can be you irresponsible can and then they bring the baby and say, everybody will see how you take care of baby no no but it says the wife bit and that's the leeway to the irresponsibility do you get what i mean so it's like people are able to do these things they're enabled by certain things in culture and that's why i take it with a grain of salt i really do like <laughs> as much as i love it i love being nigerian i love my um heritage but i cannot come and die because of culture i'm not gonna let it kill me use it to do bad things there's an excuse for people to use culture to misbehave there's a lot I don't of bad like, things in culture i think so it depends many. on how you bend it there are people in africa that are not behaving badly Sure. Bad behavior yeah. is bad behavior. Let's not pin it That's on totally culture. true. But culture, it's literally in plain black and white, sometimes says this bad behavior is good behavior. Go for it. Let me give you an example. Having more than one wife is not a bad behavior. Or having more kids. You can't regard that to be, you know, bad behavior. No, but I think what Rebecca was talking about is like when you're not even financially stable to look after these children and your wife and deciding yeah, to that, have that, that, that's, that's at the age that's of, at your big yeah. age, uh, that yes. is bad. Yes. Yes. I understand, <laughs> but you see some of these things, uh, poverty at times could lead to having okay. more children. Maybe. Poverty and ignorance. Well, why would you ever need to have children? I remember when I was in secondary school. I don't bring it to your cousins to take care of When I was in secondary school, in economics, my teacher taught me that one of the reasons of overpopulation in Nigeria mm-hmm. is because it's, uh, that it's because of uh, poverty and ignorance, mm-hmm. and uh, that somebody who is poor, the only thing you have <laughs> is your wife. Why are you laughing? Yes. Yeah, because that's funny. Yes, the only thing you have is your wife. So then you just keep... And when you are with your wife together, like, you're inside, you don't go out, like, you don't socialize. she said that? Did you hear her? Sorry, just move on. The only person you see is your wife. The next thing... No, when you are together... No, when you are together... The next thing that comes to your mind is, you know, Every <laughs> before time. you know, Population. before you know, no, 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 basis of that, no, 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 it's true, it's true, even if as, you know, if sex, having sex, yeah, yeah, having sex, you're not engaging something. So you telling me there's nothing like, else for them like to do discussion. Like discussion. That's what I said. <laughs> what do you like mean? listen. They have work listen. To do. Listen. There's field work. No, 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 no. Wait, what, listen. You know? Listen. I'm trying to make a point here. See, you're <laughs> not engaged. You're not engaging something <laughs> like you're not discussing something serious. Okay. You're not working. You're not doing anything. You understand? And the thing is. The only thing you just be looking at each other before you know, you know, unlike when it's to have sex. Yes, when it's to have <laughs> sex. <laughs> and unlike when you're doing something, let's say you have a good job, and probably because of the level of education, when you have a good job, I'm working, 
whether good or not, but I'm working, you're working. And when we are together, the next thing we start discussing, we start discussing politics, discussing other things. But if somebody who is illiterate and poor, what do you expect that person to be discussing? Discussing because the soil? Discussing the, the, there, are, there are no consequences for being irresponsible. I'll give you an example. My friend came to Nigeria. Consequences of being irresponsible. Let, let me give you that an example. Should be. My friend came to Sometimes. Nigeria. My friend who's struggling in Europe came comes to Nigeria in December. His cousin, who's unemployed, who has four children, finally decides he wants to marry another wife. And they were hounding my friend to give them money. I was like, if you give, you are mad. This guy does not have a job. His wife does not have a job. He wants to marry another wife. Because there's that thing of your cousin who call you, my child has not eaten. If you call me, your child has not eaten, and you are procreating everything, yeah, I will not answer it. It's true. I feel like if we start seeing something wrong with it, and if that your cousin that has four children, He's still procreating. You help him buy contraceptives. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, that is very important. Okay. So, yeah. But, but, but on, until if they are still buying are food well for informed. his children, he will not do it. Yeah, they are not well informed. So, some have not even heard the word no, family but planning. Is, even a lot of these NGOs that come and, you know, they like come and rain down condoms upon these villages, like, you can do that. But until there's a change in that lovely word, culture, there then are some places it, nothing's going to happen. There are places they don't even allow. In northern Nigeria, health, fertility education is a problem. Like, NGOs have to hide to do it mm. because of our culture. But is it your culture for you to have children that nobody takes care of? That you want other people to take care of? Maria, it, it, enables, it enables a lot. But okay, so it's, I just want to, we are derailing, but that's yeah. fine. <laughs> Me and Rebecca were sisters in the Deadbeat Dad Committee. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, everybody put your hand up. Um, so, um, yeah, we wanted to, I wanted to kind of touch on how our um, experience of fatherhood and all of that stuff, it kind of differs from Uyemez and um, Fred. Who Uyema had a dad who was around, but maybe he wasn't, he wasn't know, as active. <laughs> and Fred's dad died before he was born, so it was never like he was um, actively like abandoned, you know. So um, yeah, Rebecca. Are you ready to share? <laughs> no, to share? Rebecca is ready to share. She's ready. I don't care. <laughs> She's ready to share. And yeah, I'm. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I have no him. idea who the guy is, but <laughs> He's I'm serious. The only father I grew up knowing. I didn't like anything, don't feel sorry for me. No, 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 no. I had the most amazing grandfather who was my father. Okay. And the truth is, when I was young, I used to, it was like a mystery I was trying to solve. Like, who is this guy that will not want me? Me! Because I started thinking. I went from wanting to have a child so that I can force a man to love the child like his own child. <laughs> To Such thinking, I'm serious. <laughs> process. I was like, born what? crazy. <laughs> <laughs> to thinking, I don't think I would ever want to. Like, I don't force people to like me or not to like me because I feel like, even though I didn't really, I can't say that I'm close to my mother because I was raised by my grandparents, mm. my biological mother. Mm. But I feel like her life and the things that she did wrong were the things that I grew up actively Avoiding. trying not to do. Mm. To the point that when I was, I mean, I, I started dating very, I'm a late bloomer. I had my first boyfriend, I was almost 24. And, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. And um, I, I was a nonchalant dater. Like, I wouldn't care. Mm. I'm, I wasn't a needy person. because Yes, because I always felt Connect. like men are not, I would say men are trash because I had the most... The only kind of man I want to marry is someone that is like my grandfather. But I always felt like you don't have to do anything to make a man want you. Because I felt like that was what she did wrong. Mm. And unfortunately, I was the experiment. You were the product. (laughs) (laughs) I was the experiment of that. But the interesting interesting about that experience for me, because up until I was like nine, I didn't even know who, I didn't know the story. So I grew up actually believing that my grandma was my mother and my grandfather was my... I used to call my wow. grandma mommy. That's my grandpa so was papa. But then, you Do know, it. as a child, people are telling you, oh, you're stupid. 
how can you think this man is your dad? I used to see my mom, but I didn't give it. You know, I didn't care who, you she, didn't was. Know who she was. No, I I didn't know who she was, and mm. I didn't care. Why so, wasn't she around? What because she didn't want to have me. Really? Her parents literally forced her to have me, and then took me away from her. So I'm like the child who was never breastfed, wow. and I didn't know all these things. So I grew up, and then my grandfather is forced to tell me because I'm always asking him, Papa, oh, this person said this and that, and then eventually he tells me. And then he told me one thing that I found out to be true when I was like 11. And after that day, I just stopped looking for who this person was. My grandfather said to me, I don't, the reason why he didn't tell me was he didn't want me to spend my life looking for him because there's something about a child that doesn't have a father or a mother that wants them, mm. that makes the child actively go and look for them. I realized that he overcompensated. I was the small brother had anything if he had a prize i will have it but then he did that to fill a void mm. but the older i grew the more he realized he had told me the truth then he tells me the truth and i started looking for this man i was looking everywhere for this guy i remember one time when i was i think i was 10 or 11 my auntie brought me to lagos and apparently the guy used to have money <laughs> and the only thing i remember till today if i pass the mm. i still think can i remember that i was really young so i can't remember anything auntie brought me to lagos she took me to this place in allen and we went to this company i know the guy used to sell like he had a car company he was very wealthy at the time and then this guy so the gate man goes inside to you know tell this man people are looking for him it was me and my auntie my auntie my, my mom's youngest sister nobody knew till today it's only me my grandfather didn't know till today it's only me and my auntie that know that that thing ever happened my auntie takes me there because somebody told her this is where this man is so she finds her way there, takes me there to go and look for him because I was looking for him. And then this man keeps us outside from morning. Uh, how old were you then? I was like nine, nine or ten, I can't okay. remember. Okay. The only thing I remember to today is I sat down on the floor waiting, waiting, waiting. And then when it was like 4 p.m., the security guy comes out. So they, they didn't even let us go inside the gate. We're mm. outside waiting. since morning. At the point, my auntie kept her wrapper on the floor. I sat down. I'll be hanging until let's go and man to be like, you know, we, we have to wait, we'll see him, we'll see him. We sat down, the next thing I, I remember was a siren car comes out and then a the car follows. Then security man comes and says, Ah, that's a bad boy, no, that don't go. Maybe you'll come back another day. But he knew that we're oh, looking. We're, we're out. Him. I never saw him. I don't even know what it looked like. So that day I left there. Like I remember I, my auntie was so disappointed, like she disappointed me. I remember leaving that place and saying to my life, whoever it is, I don't even want to know him. Mm. I was a child that my grandparents right. raised like their own child. Mm. So they didn't even want me, to, they didn't want to give me, like my mother used to come to London and my mom, my grandpa would not allow me to go and see her. Like it was, they were that protective of me. So I, it's not like I wanted even her, it was him I wanted. I don't know if it's because I later realized that it's because I had never known him and he let him reject me to my face. That's what I kept, you know, looking for. But after that day, after that incident, I remember saying to myself, I would never want to have anything to do with this guy. So even my name, like my surname is my grandfather's first name, which is quite unusual. I should have like a family name, but my surname is his own first name. Because, and then he always said to me, you will never change your name. This is, you know, who you are. And you should never go and look for this man because what I want to tell you as a man, and he told me as a child, but I remember it till today is anybody who walk away from a child and not even want to see them does not want that child i don't want you to grow up looking for this man because he will never want you mm. he never wanted you mm. but then that was what i learned so i came back to him and i said that and then he said to me i should promise him i'll never change my name and that was it so fast forward to i'm in university one day somebody you. mysteriously sent me a message on facebook That's how it always starts. and then this girl goes oh you know my name is this 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 um my father told me this, this, oh, this. My, why is it always the daughter? Yes. <laughs> my father told me this, this, this. I was born two years before you. Um, we shared the same father. Please, can I have your number? At first, you know, there's, there's always that one thing. There's something yeah. that if you don't know, you yeah. want to you know. Want to know. Yeah. After, like, you know, a while of having a pending friend's request, I accept that friend's request. We start talking, but then I realized that every time she wanted to, I had nothing to, I don't know her. I've never met her before. Mm. And I couldn't tell my grandparents about this thing. So I, I was hiding it. Eventually, somehow, when I came back to Nigeria to do my NYSE, 
I allowed her to lure me into the idea of letting him call you. It, was, it wasn't something I wanted, but I just, maybe it was also that thing of, okay, now, and after a while, my grandpa passed away. So I allowed her to give him my number, and then he starts talking to me. But I started thinking, you know, I'm a Christian, maybe I should just try, I should mm-hmm. not be that evil. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that stopped no, me I, I, from at having... At this point, did you get to see him? I have never seen like, him. Oh, I never, face never. never. I didn't, he, he wasn't him who befriended me, it was his daughter. Oh, okay. but who, when, oh and then so he was, he was calling, calling me. Okay. And then he, call, he starts calling me, but every time he calls me, there's nothing for him to say. And then there was a time I almost got married, you know, that didn't happen. So he said... How would I collect oh, your bride price? I said, say it again. Excuse you? No, I was like, wait, say it again. Huh? He said, I said to him, <laughs> my grandfather told me that if none of my uncles would collect my bride price, I should take it and go and put it on his grave. That's where it should be. I told him straight. And then he went from that. And then after a while, I started realizing that this man who used to have doesn't have anymore. Mm. He starts asking me. Do you know what that me. is? Come on.
So, okay, we've <laughs> gone a lot over time. Um, guys, you'll hear about my story another time. <laughs> but it's, it's similar in some ways to Rebecca's and different in other ways. But um, yeah, I just wanted to thank everybody for joining me. Thank you, Rebecca, Ima, and Fred. Shout um, out to all the deadbeat dads. Change your ways. what you're doing. You're the done done out here. So uh, yeah, so thank you for listening. That's been our third episode of Go Back to Your Country. Take care, everybody. Say bye. 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 <laughs>